40inbox.com here, and we're going to be checking out this video from the user SunnyV2, where the man who lost $204 million on a trip to Vegas. So I think this is going to be pretty crazy. So, let's see. Yeah. 20% of Caesars Palace Casino revenue came from one single person, Terence Watanabe. Born 1957 in Omaha, Nebraska, Terence began life as the son of Harry Watanabe, who founded one of the most successful carnival supply. You know what? I think I remember seeing those at like carnivals. Like these like little dolphin creatures in American history called the Oriental Trading Company. At the age of 15, Terence began working for his father, and by the age of 20, Terence had been given the role of CEO, after which he'd add an incredible amount to the business. By shifting the focus toward party products, Terence was able to grow the business from 17 local stores to a company generating $25 million per month. The only problem... $25 million per month? And like the craziest thing to me is like, this wasn't like in a time where like technology and everything was like rampant. Like this is basically around the time of the house market crash, so that's kind of crazy. The problem was Terence had spent most of his life doing so and had therefore experienced almost nothing outside of work. The job was all-consuming, say former associates. He traveled for long stretches of time examining merchandise in Asia. He never married. So basically, this guy just worked non-stop constantly for his business i feel like even though like people a lot of people say like there should be like a uh, work life balance i mean at the very least you need some sort of life to really justify working so hard because like what's the point of working so hard if you literally have no life at all his sister and others who know him say they don't believe he ever had a significant romantic relationship. This was his life, that company, it engulfed him. Having burnt out by the age of 43, Terence put his share of the company up for sale, eventually selling for an undisclosed amount in October 2000, after which the goal was to have a charitable and fun retirement. Mr. Charitable and fun return. So basically, he made all this money, so I was incorrect, but basically he made all this money by basically 2000. That's pretty insane but like how can you blow through so much money though that's what i don't understand mr watanabe said his plan was to throw himself into his philanthropic work and have more fun if it's not fun it's not worth doing mr watanabe told his hometown newspaper the omaha world herald in 2000 this kind of like sounds pretty much close to like that old saying yolo you only live once kind of thing he then created the Terry K. Watanabe Charitable Trust before donating millions to AIDS and cancer research, as well as various political causes. However, having worked all day every day for over 20 years in a complex business, Terence found little satisfaction in this new line of work. Donations from his foundation grew, but he soon became restless. Several business ideas, including opening a restaurant, went nowhere. He didn't know what to do with his time, says his sister. I mean, I know what I would do with my time if I had countless millions of dollars without any things that you had to actually be required to do. Like, I mean, like, you could think of something that is, like, nice. 
And as the old saying goes, an idle mind is the devil's playground. With nothing else to do, Terry began a new hobby of spending large amounts of cash, purchasing one of Omaha's largest and most notable homes, which feature nine bedrooms, 18 bathrooms, a gourmet kitchen, a custom wine cellar, and a three-story elevator. Jesus Christ. How expensive was that? But it was rather a venue near this mansion that became his biggest financial danger. Terry began to travel across the border from Omaha to Council Bluffs, Iowa, so he could gamble at the Caesars Horseshoe Casino, which is self-described on its website as a true gambler's paradise. Oh, Jesus. So I'm guessing this guy probably gambled all of his money. But it's just like, how can you gamble all of your money? Like you make millions and millions of dollars because you're an extremely hard worker and you let all that money go away through the gambling. So, I mean, I guess it kind of goes to show you the dangers of like addiction and gambling, but oh my God. Featuring an expansive round-the-clock casino floor, an 18-table poker room, a full-service Caesars sportsbook, and one-of-a-kind gaming areas. Terrence became, quote, one of the casino's top customers and began devoting himself to gambling full-time as his primary income and livelihood saw... You can't be gambling as, like, your full-time income source. Like, that is, like, dumb. <laughs> like, there's no gambler that wins more than 50% of the time. Like... That's just insane. Now, there are poker players that have a higher win rate than 50% because all they need to do is basically win 60, 65% of the time and be able to make a profit. But, like, you got to have actual skills with poker. Like, <laughs> this guy just seems like a super rich individual who worked hard who says, you know what, F it all, I just want to have fun and blow all my money. However, with his level of disposable income, hosts at the Iowa casinos encouraged Mr. Watanabe to play at the Rio and other Harazz-owned casinos in Las Vegas. Having struggled to launch any new businesses, Terrence began to frequent Las Vegas beginning in 2005, where his existing gambling habit was intensified and joined with a drinking habit, satisfied only by a luxury vodka brand called Jewel of Russia, which retailed at over... $225.99 per bottle? Jesus Christ. <laughs> it was crazy. I mean, there's some people that don't make $225.99 like a week. There's people who don't make that in a day. Like, they're, like that's crazy. $200 per bottle. In that very same year, billionaire Steve Wynn opened the luxury Wynn Las Vegas, and by 2006, one year later, Terrence had spent so much money at the venue that the two arranged to meet. Remarkably, Steve concluded that Terrence was a quote, compulsive gambler and alcoholic, leading Steve to ban Terry from the casino. However, give- Isn't that kind of crazy? You have a billionaire casino owner, hotel owner, that goes to you and be like, hey, you're a degen. <laughs> You're too much of a degenerate gambler that we can't even have you in here. You're too addicted to alcohol. You're too addicted to gambling. We can't have you here. <laughs> even though he like, he's just losing like millions and millions of dollars. It's like, nah, we're not okay with that. Even this was no fix for Terry's addiction, this simply became an opportunity for other venues in the area. Terry decided to take his money over to Caesars Palace, where a marketing executive promised to give him substantially more advantageous arrangements than the win with respect to player comps, rebates, and other incentives, after which the casino created specifically designed incentives to keep Terry gambling at their venue. He 
it's actually a pretty disgusting thing because what many people may not know is that say you tend to gamble a lot at casinos or hotels or whatever they will give you like absurd amounts of benefits and they will increase the odds on your favor not to the point where that they don't have an edge anymore but to the point where you just have slightly better odds so like let's say that you had like a 25% chance of winning they might like bump it up to like you're now like at 30% or 35% which doesn't really seem like that big of a deal but it could literally be a situation where you could end up saving hundreds of thousands if not millions of dollars depending on how much money you tend to gamble with right and the term called like big whale is a pretty well-known thing in like gambling circles where you got people with really deep pockets that basically just automatically get comped in like the penthouse basically in the hotel or whatever in the casino because they just want this person to stay there all the time lose like two million five million and then leave come back lose two million five million again is like they want them to constantly be losing money because they know it's just like a matter of time that you could just stay there you might be up one day but if you stayed there for three other days you're probably going to lose all of your money and then then some so it's like a pretty sketchy thing it's like it's a way to really trap these like very wealthy individuals who just don't give a crap about their money which to me it's like the like the amount of money that these like whales are like dealing with it's like imagine what you could do with just like a million dollars imagine what you could do with like two million dollars right for like the majority of people you could pretty much set up that type of money and literally never work ever again in your life financially speaking like you would never have to work for money ever again depending on how you set it up but these like whales are able to like lose like a mil two mil five mil ten mil in a single night and then next week be back there it's just crazy he was given tickets to the rolling stones twelve thousand five hundred a month for airfare and five hundred thousand dollars in credit at the gift stores Haraz also offered 15 percent cash back on table losses greater than five hundred thousand dollars special high limit games and other incentives mr watanabe resided for free in a three-bedroom suite at caesar's had access to his favorite bartender and was caught oh it just reminds me too there is one person that I know that used these incentives to their actual advantage to where they would actually make a profit. Uh, it was like one of the like one of the largest um, poker players where he was able to have like some crazy incentives where like he would be able to have free airfare and basically be comped like 50% of his losses. So like let's say that he played a game, lost $500,000, he would get $250,000 back. It was something crazy. Like he got banned for that basically. But the way that he was doing it was that he would play like multiple like poker championships all around the country, win some, lose some, win some, lose some, win some, lose some, be at the point where like he loses at this one place, but all the airfare is covered. 
his losses at the hotel is covered. So basically, he could be like lose five hundred thousand dollars, get two hundred fifty k back, use that two hundred fifty k to go like play at a different championship, win like a million dollars, come back, have all of his like fees covered, and basically turn a profit. It was like a crazy thing. But he's like one of the few people that have ever been able to do it. I think the guy's name was like Phil something. But yeah, like <laughs> it's so rare to actually like utilize these benefits to your benefit. Constantly surrounded by attendants to serve his every need, such as a seven-course meal from the casino's Bradley Ogden restaurant, delivered to him while he was gambling, with these attendants later telling legendary stories about his behavior while gambling. Al DeLeon and Christian Kunda, two of Mr. Watanabe's personal handlers at Caesars, say he had thousands of Tiffany gift boxes filled with $50 gift cards or $100 gift coins that he would hand out to bartenders, nightclub operators, security guards, and others. They say he once told a security guard to go to a supermarket and buy every cut of steak and then proceeded to hand them out to employees. Caesars Palace high rollers of this magnitude are often given exclusive loyalty program status called Seven Star where members are wowed by all the fantastic benefits afforded to them with additional rewards and all-round bigger and better perks yet the casino then literally created a new tier above this called Chairman of which only Terence Watanabe had the status of joining. Having been handed what you might call the ultimate life, Terry decided to stay in Vegas, yet with no intervention and nothing else. See, like, this is a pretty big issue, right? Like, if you're a degenerate gambler, where, like, you just constantly go and gamble, the worst thing that you could do is literally live in an area that you have immediate access to gambling, right? It's like a drug-addicted user being, like, living, like, right next to, um... A very bad location where drug dealers are just constantly selling drugs. It's like, that is the worst thing that you could do is be right there else to do, the severity of his habit began to get out of control. Several employees say Mr. Watanabe would stay at the tables for up to 24 hours, sometimes losing as much as $5 million in a single binge. He was allowed to play three blackjack hands simultaneously, with a $50,000 limit for each hand. That's crazy. So he could be basically be gambling $150,000 at the exact same time? That's crazy. One, also, how the hell are you staying up for 24 hours gambling like this? Is, like, the adrenaline rush so high? Are you on some sort of, like, cocaine or something? Like, what the hell is going on? Like, this is insane. And again, like, these numbers to me is beyond crazy. Because, like, hold on, I want to pull this up. So, typically, the way that some people will, like financially retire early, right, is by basically having money in investments where they pull like a certain percentage out of it, right? So let's say that you had like $5 million invested, the amount of money that he blows in a single night, you times that by, let's say 3%, if you're basically pulling 3% from your investments, right? That means every single year, you could generate $150,000 of income without doing a damn thing. <laughs> like, you don't got to do crap, and you could be making six figures. Like, 
this is what I would be doing with the money, set it up in a way where I could just constantly like live off of the like interest that it produces, so I would just never have to worry about money ever again. And if I wanted to just gamble like this degenerate dude, I could just degenerate I could just gamble this 150k without ever touching the 5 million dollars that's initially put in there. You could set it up to that way, which to me, I find it crazy that he didn't do something like this and that he runs out of money. Like, imagine you had, hold on, let's do this, the $204 million, right? So let's say that you had $204 million and you did the exact same thing, right? The 3%. That means he could have been generating $6,120,000 a year without doing a damn thing. But not only that, he could gamble away, if he wanted to, $6,120,000 a year without touching the initial $204 million. Like, think about that for a second. So he could have stayed a a degenerate gambler for the rest of his life, blowing like $6 million a year, and living off of $120,000 a year, and nothing would have, like, happened to him, in terms of, like, financially speaking. That's crazy. And he still blew through his money. Still. And if he won, Mr. Watanabe says he regularly handed out to Caesar's employees bundles of $100 bills that could total as much as $20,000. In the meantime, Terry was visited by a former casino host from his hometown who explained that Terry appeared disoriented and couldn't remember the conversations they'd had in the past. He'd add that Terry was often seen stumbling around the casino or falling asleep at tables placed right beside loud nightclub music, yet the most notable observation regarded the type of machines that Terry liked to play. According to one of his former assistants, Terence rejected any skill-based casino game like poker and instead gravitated toward games with low odds, including roulette. Oh my god. Like, that is so retarded. Like, this is beyond retarded. Like, you're telling me that you're a degenerate gambler, that you want to gamble all the time, but you choose the games with the worst odds imaginable like at least with poker you got a decent chance of actually making money right if you're good at it and you're playing with people who just suck at poker right with blackjack technically speaking even though it's not necessarily illegal you could count cards or at the very least just have a little bit more common sense and you might be able to win some money roulette slots that is a pure luck-based game, where the luck is very bad on your side, because all those machines are set up in a way where you have disgustingly low odds, which is why the potential return is huge, right? So you could basically have like a 20x on your money, like let's say that you bet like a, you know, a grand, you could get 20 grand back on like roulette, like it's crazy. But the reason why that they offer something like that is because you're pretty much never going to win. Oh, man. He was considered a house player because slots and roulette are house games. They have terrible odds for the player. And the way he played blackjack, he made it a house game. He made such bad decisions on the blackjack table. How the hell can you make blackjack a house game? 
what, are you, like, betting at, like, when it's, like, 18 and you're trying to get 21? Like, are you, like, hitting it so that they, like, put over a card? Like, that's just dumb. But it was only when his brother and sister came to visit for Thanksgiving 2007 that he talked about just how much these bad choices had cost him. In the 11 months since the beginning of the year, Terence Watanabe had lost $127 million. Under the assumption that Terry had more... So he lost $127 million in a single year. Like, I don't think people really understand, like, just how massive that amount of money actually is. Like... You could retire yourself, your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, your cousins, your dogs, your dog's dogs, your grandkids, your kids, your best friends, your far away friends, a town. <laughs> this is so much money. Or money somewhere. The casino then gave him a $17 million loan, although this by itself should have been a sign that he was almost out of money. Yeah, if you're at the point where you have to take loans to try to gamble, there's no coming back from that. On the 23rd of January 2008, just weeks after telling family about his losses, Terrence put his Omaha mansion up for sale while continuing to chase his losses in Vegas. He managed to Oh, God. Like, he just doesn't stop. Like, he just doesn't stop trying to gamble. Like... Oh, man. I just... Like, again, gambling addiction must be just so bad because it's probably getting to the point where, like, he has no money, he's in debt, he's probably trying to use debt to try to make, like, basically try to, like, double, triple, quadruple his money, but it's like, you're not going to do that. You are not going to be able to do that. The odds are not in your favor. You are going to be screwed. You're going to be completely totally financially screwed by doing something like this and like I just don't understand like to me like personally I don't think people should be gambling basically at all because it's just so bad for you financially speaking and it's so addictive obviously but you can if you wanted to if you're okay with the amount of money that you're losing so like let's say for example you make $600 a week after tax, right? If you want to spend like 25 bucks, 50 bucks, and you're not in debt, and you just want to do that for fun, and you want to do that like once a week, like on the weekend to like have fun, there's nothing wrong with doing that if you can financially handle it. If you're someone who's making like 10 grand a month and you want to spend like a grand on a weekend per month, and you got no debt, everything's good, everything's up to date, and you just want to spend money like that. And it's only like one time per month. You could go do that because you could lose the money without it damaging your lifestyle or your finances really basically at all. Like it won't really change anything. Like you got to be so careful with this stuff because you get trapped into it. Like like this guy is. He's literally trapped. He's now in debt trying to double, triple, quadruple his money to try to get out of debt and like get like a return. But like you can't do that. You can't do that with roulette. You can't do that with slots. You could barely do that with blackjack unless you're extremely good at that. And poker, you have to be really skilled and be playing with people who just suck worse than you do. 
sell the home for a price of 2.66 million. However, at this point, it was already too late. Terence Watanabe was completely out of money. He oh, wagered 4.2 million in 2005, 81. Indeed, that year, his total wagering volume per play at Harris Casinos was $4.2 million, increasing to $81.2 million in 2006 and peaking at $825.4 million in 2007. Oh, Jesus. $1 million in 2006, $825 million in 2007, and when his family brought him back to Omaha in early 2008, Terry had lost more than anybody else in Las Vegas history, with a three-year trip costing him a total of $204 million. So he lost $204 million in three years. So let's see, hold on. 204 million divided by three. That means he was spending on average 68 million dollars a year. Wow. To me, I don't even understand how you could even spend that type of money. <laughs> that is just so much money. Like, so much money. Like, you could literally build yourself an island, put a mansion on it, and then never have to work again. Like, this is the thing that, like, bothers me when I see stuff like this, because it's, like, personal finance is just so basic, where, like, people who make this type of money, which to me is crazy because this guy, like, scaled a business to a crazy amount and sold it, and he was still this bad, it's like... You could have pretty much set it up in a way where you'd never have to worry about money again, still do this degenerate gambling thing, but after you blow basically all the money that you set towards gambling, you'd still be okay. Like, that's the thing that I just don't understand. Like, you didn't even put, like, any amount of safeguards, like, at all. Like, at all. And it's like, was there, like, no point during this time? It was like, I've really got to stop. i got to stop gambling all of my money. Like, this is so much money. Like, I don't understand it. It's just so much money. By the way, if you stumble upon this, and if you have a gambling addiction, or if you know someone who has a gambling addiction, feel free to give your point of view. It's just, to me, it's just like, to lose this amount of money is just beyond mind-blowing to me. To make matters worse, Terence had no job or income, yet still owed the casino $14.7 million. Oh, After which Terry put the blame... Oh my god. Back onto Caesars, stating that his losses were their fault. Mr. Watanabe alleges that. So he alleges that during this period, Harris not only didn't make him leave when he was strong, but applied him with alcohol and prescription drugs to encourage him to stay in gamble which they probably did. During this period, Haraz not only didn't make him leave when he was drunk, but applied him with alcohol and prescription drugs to encourage him to stay and gamble, leading Terry to launch a lawsuit against the casino. Court documents explain Caesar served Mr. Watanabe two to three 750 ml bottles of Jewel of Russia vodka per day, every day. No Caesar's employee ever limited or cut off Mr. Watanabe's drinking, despite the fact that he was almost always visibly severely intoxicated when he was being... Yeah, so basically they were just making sure that this drunk whale was going to keep on drinking. Just keep on losing your money and losing your money and losing your money and losing your money. Which is a disgusting thing. 
served while gambling. On at least one occasion at Caesars in 2007, a concerned companion of Mr. Watanabe, Stuart Mitchell, pulled aside his cocktail waitress and pled with her to water down Mr. Watanabe's drinks. The cocktail waitress refused and curtly responded, Terry gets whatever he wants. Mr. Watanabe had at least two drinks at his table at all times, so that he could be kept in a constant state of intoxication while gambling. Which, by the way, if you ever do gambling, ever in your life, never be intoxicated at all because it just disrupts your like decision making and your comprehension very quickly now some people might actually operate slightly better with alcohol but that is very rare and usually most people only do that in like terms of like gaming not gambling Mr. Watanabe's photographs were posted in the employees only section of the casino in order to ensure all employees recognized him and never refused him anything. Caesar's employees never attempted to limit or cut off Mr. Watanabe's drinking or restrict his gambling because they understood that any interference with his drinking or gambling could cost them their jobs. Well, yeah, because he was lit. The amount of money that he was basically bringing into these places was probably like the mainstream of income for like a quarter or something like that. Like that like <laughs> he was losing so much money. In response to the lawsuit, a spokesperson for the casino stated, we're in the gambling business. We had no reason to believe that Terry Watanabe was anything other than a big player with huge resources who made an adult decision to bet the money he did. Are we going to provide an environment that keeps him very happy? Of course we are. The casino then launched criminal proceedings against Terry, meaning that on top of everything, he was now facing up to 28 years in prison for the unpaid 14 million. An article was then published in the months that followed, announcing that both Terry and the casino had each dropped their lawsuits however terry's life never recovered they probably settled in a way where they basically realized like oh wait wait a minute if we go through like the discovery process and it's revealed that we did purposely get him constantly drunk and given him drugs of the illegal kind it could be really bad for us like, we might have to close down kind of thing, is what I'm guessing. Which is why they probably were like, no, let's just toss this under the rug and forget about it. But, like, the damage has already been done. It's like, that's crazy. Afterwards. My name is Terry Watanabe. I've been diagnosed with prostate cancer. On the 29th of July, 2017, Terry announced that he had cancer, hoping to raise $100,000 on GoFundMe for treatment, with a description reading of... Can you imagine that? That you had $204 million and you get to the point after three, four years of not even having $100,000? God. I've accepted my situation and do not pity myself, but my hope is that you'll find it in your heart to forgive me for my past and help me live long enough to help others in the future. Attached was a video talking about how bad things have become. I unfortunately don't have the funds to survive. I am almost homeless. I have no medical insurance. Although despite this, he was unable to reach his goal, yet still managing to raise an impressive 20 So he couldn't even raise the 100,000. The thing is like, no matter who you are, right? It's already hard enough to get people to donate to stuff, right? Like when you go to like restaurants and it's like, oh, do you want to donate a dollar to like some sort of charity or something? A lot of people don't. 
But, like, also, like, people know that you had hundreds of millions of dollars and now you're basically broke due to your own actions. It's like, how many people are really going to feel that sorry for you? Like, like, think about it. You had multiple nine figures and you lost it all and then some because of your own choices and now you're at a point where you're begging people for money like it's hard to feel bad for someone in that situation like I feel bad for him because he became addicted to gambling addicted to alcohol and that could be a very bad very bad combination but at the same time he chose to gamble he chose to drink alcohol he chose to keep going gambling he chose to move to Vegas like these were all choices and it's like how bad do you really want to feel for it for the guy for getting himself in this position and this is why it is so important to just like have like foundational basic personal finance sense right like it's very simple right get out of debt have an emergency fund automatically invest towards your retirement buy a home there you go you know like if you want to learn how I got a debt and grew my net worth go down below but it's like personal finance isn't really complicated at all like you could you barely have to do anything to be financially okay like barely have to do anything and yet somehow he was actively able to just burn through 204 million dollars <laughs> $28,000. In January 2020, Terry joined Twitter before stating, Today I try to live a good life and be a good man. Despite my past flaws and mistakes, I've always sought to do good and help people. I hope I can still have a positive impact on those in the future by sharing my story, both highs and lows, funny and sad moments, showing that Terry, quite impressively, now took full responsibility for his own mistakes. Which is good. I want to see some of these comments on this video. <laughs> They're probably insane. This guy was definitely just 1% away from winning a gazillion dollars. So Steve Wynn's father was also a compulsive gambler that left $350,000 in gambling debts when he died. He must have felt Terrence's situation on a personal level. If that's the case, that kind of like makes sense as to why he kicked him out. It's terrifying how much of a grip a gambling addiction can have on an individual. My heart really goes out to people who have this addiction. Agreed. I respect how even in an intoxicated state, he still paid the workers and employees handsomely and even bought them steaks. A lot of people tend to show their rude nature when they're as rich and influential as Terry was in Las Vegas, and yet he didn't do that. It's sad how the casino exploited him, especially when he was so considerate to the employees. Yes, yeah, like, this is the thing. Like, it seems like he's actually a really good guy. The problem is, he still made choices that harmed himself to, like irreparable levels. (laughs) 
I would never gamble. This is heartbreaking. They took advantage of this man, abdicating his responsibility, but the gambling industry is completely evil. Agreed. It sucks, man. I have a gambling issue, too. I can't help myself with blackjack in some slots, man. I normally win a good amount, but when I lose, I lose big, so I never really make money. It's hard to stop. I'm proud for him to taking accountability. Look, if you're someone who's dealing with, like, gambling addiction, like, you have, like, a, like an actual gambling issue, like, you don't do it for, like, fun, you, like, you literally just constantly lose money. Like, you're not doing this as, like, a weekend thing just for fun. Like, oh, I want to blow, like, 50 bucks, right? You're blowing, like, your rent money, your mortgage money, your kids' college tuition kind of thing, your future, your car payment money, yeah, your groceries. If you're at that point, you need to go call a therapist because that is a very, very tough hurdle to, like, get through, obviously, based off this video. For me, even losing a dollar on a bet really hits. Now imagine what this guy felt. Yeah. That's super sad. Man, I would never recover losing a thousand dollars, let alone two hundred million dollars. Yeah, yeah. My best recommendation, stay away from all kinds of gambling. Like, if you've never gambled before, honestly, don't even try it because the worst part of gambling is that there's no physical side effects. And so, like, what I mean by this, there's not, like, a withdrawal. There's, like, no, like, negative in terms of your body. Right. Whereas with like drugs, if you're addicted to like, let's say, for example, like alcohol, if you try to get off of it or if you don't do it for a while, you could potentially actually just pass away because of how bad the withdrawal would be. But with gambling, when you stop, there's no negative. But when you play, you get this rush of an adrenaline and you get the chance to potentially win money, and you're like, oh, this is some easy money. So in terms of like how your body feels, there's really only a benefit, which is the scary thing. It's like because your body feels like there's no negative, which is a huge, huge issue. Feel free to give your thoughts, but again, never get involved in gambling. If you never gambled before, don't. If you've got a gambling addiction, please call like a hotline or something or call a therapist or talk to someone that you trust because it's like, it's a bad situation to be in. You do not want to be in a situation where you are addicted to gambling and you're staying addicted to gambling because there's just no end to it. Like if you don't get help, there's no end at all. 